Uh, I know that some in our audience know the finer points of hockey. The Chris Johnston Show. We are your friends. The biggest stories, bringing you inside the game. What did you hear? The Chris Johnston Show. Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? What is going on? Here's Chris with your host, Julian McKenzie. Part of the game. We have reached, or at least we're starting to get there, a quiet time, a quiet period in the middle of the NHL season. The All-Star break is coming up. Uh, I know that the team I cover has already uh, started its lengthy break. Uh, I'm not sure if the Leafs are playing before the All-Star break. Siege, are they playing what, at least one more game? Yep. Wednesday, Boston-Toronto should be a good game. The last One of the last games before the All-Star break officially kicks in. How excited are you for the All-Star break? Eh, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of the All-Star game. The weekend is fun. I'm, I'm going down to South Florida. It's a good sort of networking slash, you know, relaxed weekend during the season, which is necessary. But, you know, it's also the same time. I find it kind of hard. I mean, there's six games this week um, and then the All-Star break. And then there's teams that are on by next week. So it's pretty quiet uh, next week as well. But, you know, obviously it's an important time for, the players to sort of get to rest up and maybe take a vacation in, in the grind of a season. And, and, you know, it is a good marketing type of event for, for the NHL. I just, you know, let's face it. I'm, I'm probably not the target demographic at this point. I mean, I think with an all-star game, with the skills competition, you're trying to create moments that, that kids gravitate towards that become memes or, or, you know, little snippets of, of cool things. And, you know, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little, beyond that age group where that's they're, they're trying to they've already they've already you know hooked me in they're trying to you know bring along the next generation i guess that's true it's kind of funny when you say you're not the target demo but you're also a millennial so i mean you're I mean, not that far off from where they would want i guess yeah it's funny i was looking because there isn't an all-star game every year right and someone right. someone had put out like they, they had all the all-star game logos Yes, I saw me, that. And it gave me a chance to go back. And so this will be my 10th All-Star weekend that I've been at. Um, I've missed a couple here and there. I didn't go to San Jose and uh, missed Nashville, actually. My mom was sick at that time. But, you know, I've basically been to all the ones since I've been around. So, like, it's, yeah, it's fine, though. Like, I don't want to be, I'm not out here hating on it. Some people have made, like, a career, some some of my colleagues in the media. Like, like I don't think it's a waste of time. It's just, you know, it's it's a little bit light and no one ever remembers what happens. Like it's, it's, it's like an event that doesn't exist almost. Um, but that being said, I'm not complaining about going to Florida. As you can probably hear, this is my flu pod. I've been, uh, I've been, I've been laid up in bed most of the weekend. Um, so not feeling too hot today, but we'd be happy to get down to the sunshine and see some people and, and, you know, whether it's agents, you know, some players, I know what have you be nice, nice to just, be chilling in, uh, in a relaxed environment. Well, first off, uh, lemon uh, ginger in your tea, sir, because, uh, you know, flu is very serious out here. So uh, rest up, especially. I don't know if it's Florida. a flu. It's probably just a cold, but um, nothing I'm too worried about. But it's, you know, you can you can probably hear it. So I just figured I'd indulge it. Well, that's that's always great that we do these things like, you know, hey, my voice isn't feeling so hot. Hey, my Internet connection might not be. At its 100% best. Like, it, it's good that we think of the fans like this. Well, I woke up this morning and there was like 17 messages unread in the CJ show chat. So I was I was in bed last night at 830. So I missed most of the conversation. Ooh, man, that's 
Yeah, I don't even think I don't even think the uh, the Kansas City Cincinnati game was over at that point. You you rested up. I didn't I didn't watch either football game yesterday, really, to be honest. So well, I thankfully, we it's not hard. football podcast. I, I've got no yeah, but I've got no rooting interest in those teams, and I wasn't feeling great. And I had I did have to finish writing my newsletter yesterday afternoon. So that that ate up the day after watching Wrexham, unfortunately, cough on on it uh, yesterday morning, early afternoon. Okay, hold the Wrexham thought. They will get to play, uh, I think, a replay in their FA Cup round uh, against Sheffield. But I have an all-star game question because when I think of all-star games in the NBA and I think of them in Major League Baseball, I mean, in in terms of the big four, I like to think that those two leagues at least do it right and they create these enduring moments that we talk about for quite some time, whether it's 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 Shohei Otani being in the in the home run derby or or, you know, some of the all star game moments that have happened in the last little while, the NBA all star game, the NBA all star competition in terms of the NHL without thinking about it too hard, because you've been at it for how many years? What would think of the most enduring NHL all star game moment like 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 think of a moment that happened during that weekend? I get you. I get you were saying earlier, like, oh, you know, not everyone remembers it, but like, what would you say is like the seminal all-star game moment in the NHL? Like, what is what is? I don't it? know if there I, is I, I, one, man. I don't know if there is. Like when I was a kid, and this will be a dated reference that'll fly straight over your head. I remember Owen Nolan scoring a hat trick, and he came down and pointed a shot, and that was. I just remember as a kid thinking like that was pretty cool. But I, I doubt that that would be the seminal moment. I mean, didn't Wayne Gretzky in his first All-Star game have like four goals in a period, I think? I think. But like that, I I didn't watch that. That was, I was, I might not have even been born then or I was certainly too young to, to know. I, I don't know what the seminal moment is. I remember the Montreal All-Star game was pretty cool. And that was early in my, yeah. that, that might've been the first one I covered or second. Um, and, you know, Alex Ovechkin getting all dressed up that was when the breakaway challenge was kind of new, whatever they might not have called it that, but essentially that. And I remember, you know, and him and Evgeny Malkin had a beef and they kind of like patched it up there. Like that again, I don't know if this is like seminal moments. These are things I remember. I told you one already, but I remember the Columbus all-star game for some reason, every goal made the cannon go off and there was like 30 cannons. That was insane. Um, is not what you're looking for for this question, but, but yeah, it's it, look at it's it's a tough event. I mean, probably we're missing the most obvious is when John Scott got into the All Star game by fan vote and then wins the MVP, or no, did he win the MVP? He won the MVP, yes. But you know that that might have been that might have been the actual seminal moment because it was, you know, it was kind of a grassroots thing, and you know, I think it was an awkward time for John Scott you know, having to go there, the league clearly didn't really want him to go there, but then he goes and, you know, does that. I mean, that, that was pretty, that, that might be it from sort of the, if we call it the current day, all-star games, you know, stuff that happened in the two thousands, that's, that, that could be it. But yeah, it's, it's, there's not a, there's not a lot. That's, I think that's part of the problem is nothing is memorable. Um, You know, the Trevor Zegers shootout goal of the last year was pretty awesome in the, in the skills competition. Um, But yeah, I, I don't know. It's 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 I don't know what I would do with the event. You know, that's that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm right, kind of right. one like if it, it should be constructive criticism, right? If you if you don't like something, I mean, the only thing that we, we did talk about a few weeks ago is I, I would reinstitute the draft. I think um, that's something I would like to see because I, I thought it worked. But 
beyond that, like it's, I don't think there's any real way to make the players care more. I don't know that changing the way the teams are made matters, like whether it's, you know, nationality based or conference based again, like I, I just think you're, you're in a rock and a hard place, but that being said, I am aware that all the league sponsors go down. There's a lot of sort of whining and dining that happens there. It is, there's a port, there's important business reasons for the all-star game. I just don't think there's, there's very many compelling sporting reasons for it. I should say this because I don't, I don't want people to get the wrong impression. I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, CJ's enjoyed some elements of being at the game. And I'm sure if I had the opportunity to go to any of them, like I would enjoy it well, too. LA but, was cool. I didn't bring that up. That yeah. was when they did the Centennial team. That's when right. they had the top 100 players of all time. And so like, first of all, you you know, we're all staying in that that area around LA Live um, where the arena formerly known as Staples Center was. And you have literally all the current stars of the game and then and all the, basically all the surviving members of of stars of the game all in the same little area. Like it was, that was really neat to see kind of the past and future all brought together as part of the league's centennial season. Like that, it's not an event that happened on the ice. And I don't even remember what fans would have seen of that. Like, I don't know if it was televised, but being there, like that was legitimately cool. Like you felt like this might never happen again. Basically the all-stars of years gone by that are still with us and the current day players. I mean, that, that was super cool. And they still left Evgeny Malkin off that team, but that is neither here nor there. But the point is, is just like, I just think it'd be so cool if, and I get that hockey's the niche sport and the niche sport that it is, but it'd be cool if like something happens at that event that like we talk about for a very long time as like this really cool like sports moment, kind of the way that we sometimes do with some of the other all-star games and some of the other leagues. That's essentially why I was like, okay, like what is like the big seminal moment you could think of from these games? I just think that it like, I don't know. Like, and I've mentioned it before well, on the show too. Kendall like, Coyne sometimes he uses a San Jose. Kendall yeah. Coyne in San Jose participating in the fastest skater and like putting up yeah. a sick time. Like that was, that was a pretty cool moment. Uh, I didn't happen to be at that all-star game, but like that, I felt like that crossed over and, and was, you know, it was just, it was neat that, that, and I know that they're having some of the, the top female players down there again this year to, I'm not sure exactly what their role is in the skills, but like, I thought that was cool that she participated and she talked about how nervous she was and mm-hmm. she like competed with the best, fastest, you know, male counterparts. I mean, that, that was neat. Is there a, one more thing and I'll bring in David Bastel. Is there one all-star game competition that in the skills competition that you feel comfortable, like say you got plopped in, they gave you gear, <laughs> you go on the ice, you got to participate. Which of it would you feel the most comfortable doing? None of them. I can't believe. Did you see Jesse? You have to Pollock? pick one. Did you see Jesse Pollock from Bar Down? Uh, what did he do? They they involved him in the Winnipeg Jets skills competition. I saw that. I saw that. Yes. Like I I give him massive props that he would go out there and do any of those things. I mean, if there's anyone, it would be just be like the breakaway challenge because you know I could I definitely could skate in on a goaltender and and either put a deke or a shot there. I, I'm not saying I could score by any means, but I I probably embarrass myself the least in something that you're not attaching a number to, i.e. how fast I skate a lap of the rink or how hard I shoot the puck or even the target type event. I mean, I might take 32 shots to hit those four targets. So um, the one I'd feel most comfortable in is, is the breakaway. Cause I think you can get lucky and there's some, you know, maybe pull off one sort of cheeky move and do something he doesn't expect and maybe score, but everything else would be an absolute disaster for me. Well, as long as you make it hilarious, <laughs> as long as you make it hilarious. Anyway, 
Uh, time to bring in DP. Uh, you can bet that. Uh, cue the music. You can bet that with David Bastel. Brought to you by Sports Interaction. Get in the action and make a play. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Welcome to You Can Bet That with David Bastel. DB, good to see you. Hope you had yourself a great weekend. Not bad, guys. Hope the same for you as well. Of course. Remember to hit up sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN for all of your gaming needs. We're coming at you on a Monday where there is one, count them, one NHL game. I want you all to guess without looking. <laughs> get, name one NHL team, one of the two NHL teams playing. I, I have a big hint for you. Mm. Uh, David Bastel lives uh, in uh, this particular city that I'm thinking. You can guess the other one. Uh, but uh, David Bastel, uh, big, uh, big proponent of uh, this team. It's true. It's true. No yeah. guesses. Nobody. No guesses. No. Mm-hmm. The Winnipeg Jets are in one hey. of those games. Hey. <laughs> Let's, and you know what? Let's hope they do something. It's a division rival, CJ. Uh, St. Louis um, l- appears to be in sell mode um, as far as the trade deadline is concerned. There's a lot of players going to different places as far as that roster is concerned. And the Jets are competing with the Dallas Stars right now and, and, and the surging Colorado Avalanche. So when you drop teams like, you know, the the Buffalo Sabres, the Philadelphia Flyers, these are these are points left on the table. I think it's the same way tonight for the Jets. Yeah, it should be. I mean, St. Louis has been in a total free fall, uh, you know, still playing without Ryan O'Reilly, who's injured. A lot of their, their different players being discussed in as trade bait, as, as in rumors leading up to the deadline i saw craig brube had some pretty sharp comments about the lack of engagement from from their team so that's that's a that's a two points that, that winnipeg should be trying to put in the bank before the all-star break hits this week okay we move on from that one nhl game tonight uh to a mcdavid all-star game prop db take us through it yeah you know what we we don't know quite the competitors in it right now but sports interaction has decided because Connor mcdavid's such a hot button topic so Chances are he will be in the accuracy shooting competition. So it's basically McDavid versus the field. Now, the field, because, you know, it's it's a lot of great competitors, the favorites here. But the McDavid prop is available right now, CJ, even though we don't quite know what the field looks like. Do we have any hunches on the accuracy competition? It's one of the one of the fun ones uh, throughout All-Star Weekend. It is. And and I'd say given the way Connor McDavid scored this year, I mean, maybe uh not a bad time to be betting on him. I, I suppose the field, someone could, could, you know, be taking it more seriously or something, but um, yeah, I, I would think that Connor McDavid's a pretty good, good bet in that one. Yeah. It's kind of tough to bet against Connor McDavid. Uh, we have one non NHL uh, yeah. uh, thing to get to, and that is the super bowl or the superb owl, depending on how you pronounce it uh, two weeks uh, to go until the super bowl. Uh, Kansas City versus Philadelphia. CJ is very excited at the prospect of seeing Patrick Mahomes versus a division rival in the Super Bowl. Am I right, CJ? <laughs> no, I just I'm wishing. What's the what's the what's the line for both teams? Uh, what yeah. is the line for no winner? We'll just CJ. Just, I'm I'm on board. <laughs> let's just wipe out these next two weeks. We don't even have to have them. No hype. No media day. No game. We'll just we'll just declare this year a walkover. Oh uh, yeah. 
<laughs> uh, you know what? After what happened this weekend to me, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, right now, by the way, the Eagles open up as two and a half point favorites. We'll talk more about this during Super Bowl week in about seven, eight days from now. Uh, but we wanted to at least establish the number because you'll you'll see across most betting books in North America, probably the world, that these next two weeks are massively important to the different sports books. So the establishing number is out. Eagles are favorites in this one. We'll see where it goes. We already have our national anthem props out, and we have our <laughs> Gatorade color props. And yes, orange is the favorite, even though clearly blue is the best Gatorade to taste. My opinion. Whoa, 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 whoa. I knew I I'd get some we, pushback. <laughs> I didn't think we'd get a fight on this show. Orange uh, is the superior flavor. Yeah, uh, and, to, and the to, favorite. Yep. Goodness <laughs> gracious, people! Let's let's not turn this into the chocolate bar debate. We don't need oh, a yes. repeat of that. Jesus. Anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for kicking it with us, DB. Don't forget to check out sportsinteraction.com/sdpn for all the best odds before game, in game, and the best props. Again, sportsinteraction.com/sdpn. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, sustained energy, immune system to be better, support as well for that. It, I just can't stand taking all these different pills and vitamins all the time. And I wanted something that actually tastes pretty good. And AG1 has all of that. In the morning, I could take it before I, I, I eat breakfast. Some people have to take it before they work out making coffee, you literally could just start your day off with AG1 and it can help you feel unstoppable, ready to take on your day, ready to go out, ready just to do something good for your body because you can't just keep putting crap in it all the time. It's not good. It needs vitamins and nutrients to survive. Seriously, seriously. And and thanks to AG1, uh, they're able to provide a whole bunch of different high quality ingredients. In fact, 75 of them actually uh, that give you uh, long-term gut health support, whole bunch of different nutrients that can help you get to that point. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash Johnston, athleticgreens.com slash Johnston to get yourself a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Check it out. We have to give away a, a, another $100 gift certificate to Beer Town Siege. We've given away, uh, well, we had one. We've I've given spent, away. We're I've spent many away more than $100 in Beer Town in my life. Those must be fun. I imagine because we've never we've never. I'm been not saying like big crazy again. nice, but it's it's a great spot. I love it there. Uh, the last trivia question uh, was: uh, What is my favorite uh, chocolate bar? The answer is O. Henry, and our winner is Kenny Burley the uh, Third, who uh, writes. I just want to read the tweet out here because uh, I like it. Julian loves a top five chocolate bar, the O. Henry, and uh, he puts the hashtags. CJ show and hashtag mix in a water. I'm, I'm really conflicted because Kenny is coming. You know, he and I have some beef because we, he knows it's not a top five chocolate bar. So he's, <laughs> he's stirring the pot a little bit, but then the mix in a water made me laugh for those that missed our last episode. I was 
advising that Julian mix in a water when he, when he gets down to Nashville for draft, cause it's going to, going to be necessary. Well, I feel if you're going to Florida, you, you too should mix in a water. Dude, I got to mix no. in a water and like some pills for the headache I got. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, anyway, congratulations, Kenny. Uh, you win uh, a $100 gift certificate to uh, beer town. Uh, we have at least two more to give away. Uh, today's trivia question uh, for those who are very familiar with uh, CJ's alter ego, Florida man, CJ. Name his most popular catchphrase. It's a, it's not that long. It's not, it's not even really a phrase. It's really a word. You've probably bought wow, a shirt. It's, it's two words. It. It's two words. What was said on the show. Yes, it's true. But like, yeah, it's two well, words. Well, I guess it's, yeah. Well, it's yeah. two. No, but you're right. It is two words. But there is like, there's a, if you mention the word, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with if you just Fair. mentioned the main word. If you say the actual phrase, that's fine. If you mention just the one word, uh, that is fine too. And here's a clue. If you're somehow stumped, I'd advise you to go to sdpnsports.ca and look through the merch. And the merch will lead you to where you need to be. Tag, uh, make sure when you tweet uh, that, uh, not the hashtag, the phrase, make sure to tweet at myself, JKA McKenzie. Make sure to tweet at CJ Reporter Chris and make sure to tweet at the SDPN Sports Twitter account, which is SDPN Sports. Uh, good luck. And uh, we'll reveal the answer. We'll reveal the winner and the answer on Thursday's edition of the CJ Show. Do you know what's elite about Beer Town? Tell me. The food. Like for, a, uh-huh. for, for kind of like a pubby place, it obviously prides itself in the beer. Um, you know, you go to those places and you're not always expecting a good meal. The food at Beer Town is elite, in my opinion. Okay. It might That's not a be a very strong endorsement. If you've started 2023 with some certain like weight goals or whatever, it might not be like up your alley. Because <laughs> it's you know, it's it's heavy, you know, it's it's a good filling meal generally, most of that menu, but they had uh they had an Oktoberfest menu that was like outrageously good. I'm talking myself into another trip to Beer Town. It's been a while since I've been there. <laughs> well, it's, it's good that there are a bunch of different locations in Ontario where people can enjoy Beer Town for the food or for the beer, presumably. But there's one really close to Scotiabank Arena. If you're going down for a game or for for a post game, that's uh, that's that's the location I've been to the most. Okay, um, very good recommendation, but also. We should talk a little bit of hockey before we get to uh, ask CJ. I was hoping today was going to be a non-hockey show. Like where we just didn't talk about hockey the whole time. I mean, we could do that, but also like we're a hockey show. Wow. I don't know. Do you want to do a a non-hockey show? No, I mean, I don't, I'm not being literal, but sometimes, sometimes it's nice to get a break from the hockey, you know? Oh, I appreciate. Oh, I, I I agree. I try my absolute best to to take breaks when I can. I'm just trying to think. Like, is there a way? Off, off before we started the show, we you made a Seinfeld reference talking about how we could be like a show about nothing. Like, is there a feasible way we could do this podcast and somehow avoid discussing hockey? Like, I don't think we hilarious. could do. I don't think we could do two of those a week for an entire year, which is what we do no. at this point. But I definitely think no. within like some of our the moments that the listeners have liked the best, some of the stuff that's that's kind of taken on a life of its own has all been 
you know, not related to us talking about a trade or rumors or anything like that. So I, I definitely think that I think our audience has an appetite just for goofiness sometimes or for for us going off script. Uh, let us know in the comment section if you would like an episode about nothing, because I am all for a show where we talk about nothing the entire time. And it's just us just riffing. And then it's just hilarious. The CJ show about nothing. Let us know in the comments, section. Um, I guess there's I really remember two... last year in the summer, I wanted to do yeah, a show ahead. just talking about our summers. But then there was so much we sort news. of did that. No, yeah. there's so much news. We just ended. I mean, and rightfully so. There was a lot to catch up on. But yeah, I wanted to just do like a check in. Just like, what are you doing with your time? Reading any good books? I don't oh. know. Just like talk about like whatever the hell you're up to. Yeah, and I think an idea I had in the back of my head was like maybe just like a a bag of like questions that were just about any single thing we should we should really do that we should generally still yeah now we should really do that episode yeah i think we can do it okay we'll 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 have that down uh some point this year have you planned your summer yet to do no have you made any plans well i mean i'm going to a wedding there's nashville obviously um nashville's not, not summer not really. though nashville's still june Hockey summer starts July second. Look, it's it's near the it's it's summer for me. I hockey summer starts July second. I mean, then again, crap. Yeah, this could be my first summer as like uh as like a reporter and not just as an editor who sometimes moonlights as a reporter. Yeah, I mean, you'll probably still have to do some work, but it gets it gets pretty well, yeah. quiet pretty quickly. I haven't really planned out my summer yet. I mean, I'm being peppered already with like invites. People wanted to, to lock where? people wanted to lock down certain dates. Like it's it's a hard because it feels like you have a long time. And and objectively, it's it's a good it's a good run of time off, especially compared to some of my friends who work more normal like jobs. But you can you can start committing those weeks to certain things and all of a sudden you don't have much time left. I haven't thought that far ahead. Like, I mean, I there are some things I guess I would have wanted to do, like a trip to Toronto, obviously um there's a reunion i'm trying to plan with some old college buddies of mine from syracuse but that might not even happen until like labor day weekend but who knows i would love to do that um i've heard some whispers of a coburg show a live event but i don't know that's not locked in that's not in my calendar yet i don't i don't i don't know are we are we allowed to talk about that we can talk whatever we want are we allowed to do that i don't know bosses but you but CJ, but CJ, what if Adam gets upset? Whoa. We Adam's a master the... promoter. Adam understands. Man. I'm actually nervous. Know. It'd be like throwing a party. <laughs> I don't know if anyone would show up. People would show up. Like I, I had legit FOMO seeing the SDP guys in Kingston over the weekend. Like and it was crazy. They had like looked like they packed the space they were in. Um I don't know if like people in July and Cobra are gonna come watch us talk about hockey somewhere. Did you? There, there are people. So they were saying that some dude came from like Germany to to, to Kingston to watch that show. Is that a people real show? I don't. Did that mean someone said it? Maybe. Wow. Maybe they're actually from Germany and they just tried to play it off that way. But people showed up. People pulled up to Kingston from all these different parts of the country. Saskatoon was mentioned. People right. might do it. We should do it in like Coburg Papa's backyard. Although I don't know, how, I, I don't know if his neighbors would appreciate it. How big is the backyard? It's pretty big. Like it's, 
it's bigger it's bigger than average but the problem is I, I i first of all i haven't even talked to him about it but secondly i can't imagine he lives on a pretty quiet street that like this street wants even if 20 cars show up just like be like if 20 carfuls of people show up i don't think anyone's going to want any part of that okay chris johnston block party that sounds like a brilliant idea <laughs> <laughs> That's a brilliant idea. Why? Why would? Why would? Are you not down for that? I'm down for that. Well, I, I don't actually think I could do it in his backyard. But you there brought are some. It up. There's you some brought parks it up. You in have to Maybe now. maybe we can like rent a park or something. I don't know. Rent a park. Well, you're 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 practically the mayor of the damn city. Like you should you should you should have some kind of sway. But if we're talking about a July event, or I mean, maybe we want to be outside. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if we find a way to make that work. Uh, let us. I'm know just trying comments. to imagine the summer right now, man. Like it's so cold well, out. I got a cold. It's January 30th. I know, but it's nice to manifest and think about the summer to remember that there will be a time when everything's relaxed and chill, and the sun's out every day. And you know, man, you really need the sun out of Toronto, huh? <laughs> we haven't had it. I mean, I, I Adam. Adam put this on his IG. Adam Wild. Like it's. I think we've had like two days of sun since like December. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you guys definitely need the sun. You guys definitely need it. I sympathize as someone that's... who basically lives in the sunniest city in the country. Yeah. Well, that's why it's good that producer Nick and I will be down in Fort Lauderdale this week. We're going to, we're going to get some sun. I'm going to okay. pack, pack the Florida man CJ glasses, which I've stopped wearing on the show because it was getting some backlash, but. Okay, can I just say something? I think like what, like we have to remember that on the internet, sometimes whenever people get mad and all that, like it's only so many people that do. And I guess there, generally there are there are genuine situations where there is an overload and an avalanche of comments. I don't think the the quote unquote negative response to the sunglasses was so overwhelming that they have to be retired. It was like what, like five people. There was a lot. It was more. It was. It was more than just a handful of like people with beef. Like even every week, I put out my Ask CJ questions on Twitter, and there's like the same five people will come at me with the same five kind of comments trying to cut me down. Like that doesn't get to me because like it's like, hey, dude, I know what your handle is. I see you in here. I see you here every week. Like it's not. You're not gonna get to me. Like it's fine. You have a thing. So go on about that. But like it was. It was significant enough with the glasses that I was like, you know what? I gotta park this. I've, I've done it too much. Yeah, well, you got to listen to the I, audience, too. Like, you can't just, you know, I agree. But I also think I think if you poll people, uh, I think you'd get a more overwhelming response of people who like the glasses compared to those who don't. There was no hate for the Batman Halloween costume. So that's that's good. Well, no, because you generally looked like Adam West and it was amazing. <laughs> I, uh, I go, well, I'm going to do a good Halloween one next year. Oh, I can't wait to see what that looks like. Anyway, um, we should talk about some hockey. I'm sorry. I've taken you so far off. <laughs> like, I could tell you wanted to do a serious show today, and I just was like, I'm not having it. I'm just going to bring up some random shit and see where we go. Man, at this point, man, I'm home. I get to enjoy myself. It's whatever, man. Um, We could. I was honestly, I figured with, with the way things were just going, and considering the fact that, like, not that much has happened over the last few days that is so like newsworthy to do why don't we just do an elongated ask cj instead of just you know putting in the four or five questions we just go through the mentions and we just pick more than what we would normally do 
that's good with me, but I thought you were going to kick my shins about Wrexham first. Oh, yes. Yes. Let's get to Wrexham first. Um, because, hey, Ryan Reynolds, uh, along with Rob McElhaney, uh, owning that team, Ryan Reynolds, prospective NHL owner at this point, uh, Wrexham uh, against Sheffield in the fourth or fifth round of the FA Cup, uh, battling to a 3-3 tie, which means they'll have to replay that game. Um I, I like the fact that people are getting around this low division team that has this big money investment. And like now's the cool time to get in on the show and get in on the team because when they eventually get more money and they become a pot, a top flight team or whatever, then it'll be like, eh, they're, 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 they're there. They're one of the big clubs, but like now's the cool time to get in on this team. CJ, you picked a good time to be a supporter of Rex. Right. And we all know why I did. I watched the Welcome to Wrexham series. I enjoyed it. I found, you know, it gives you a window into the town and the people that support the team. And and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wow, they're like going to actually be on TV this week. Like, this is awesome. Um, I actually watched the series with my dad. So even he's following now the travails of Wrexham. Uh, so I will declare them my club because I, you know, I think I've said in the past, like I've, I've always wanted a reason to have a soccer club and just never really gravitated one i mean I, I i've been to some toronto fc games here in mls but it's you know one in europe i haven't had um the only hard part is going to be seeing the games right i mean it's yeah. they're, they're an fa cup match of course at this stage is going to be televised but uh i don't really know how I, i'm not as good at knowing how to get those illegal feeds as everybody else so i don't i don't know how, how else to actually see the games um but they're my team it, it was a thrilling game it was awesome i mean first of all they go down one nothing in the opening minutes they have to sub two players out in the first seven minutes. Like, I'm like, this is a disaster. And then somehow they go ahead 2-1 and 3-2 into injury time and still, uh, unfortunately, snatch a draw from the grips of win. <laughs> Victory. <laughs> I don't know if that's a phrase. No, I know. I was trying to. <laughs> but it was But it was really, it was really entertaining game. And I'm not going to have my faith tested. Super Paul Mullen looked great in the game. And um, yeah, so I'm sticking with Wrexham. I, I might be months, years before I can see them play on television again, but maybe I'll make a trip to Wales at some point. Maybe that's a good summer. Yeah. The problem is they're not playing in the summer, right? And maybe the end of August, but yeah, you'd have to go like in during the season. I still haven't watched the series and forgive me, just other stuff just come up, but like, I haven't watched that series yet and I have to watch it. Yeah. I've started watching Yellowstone. I know I'm really late to the party on that one, but that's my that's my latest. Have you watched The Last of Us? I haven't started that yet either, but that's wow. like a yeah, like everyone in Calgary is like oh like oh you got to watch it cuz they filmed certain scenes in Alberta. But uh every a lot of people I know are watching The Last of Us. I've not seen that yet. Like when I say I start watching a show like cuz obviously I'm watching sports, i.e. hockey yeah. most nights of the week. It's it's I watch two episodes a week or something. So something like Yellowstone, I think I'm on episode 5. And there's five seasons, so it's gonna be a long time. Unless I unless I get bored of it or don't like it, I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching this for like the next month. One thing I would like to do, I don't know when it'll happen. I would like to successfully recommend a show to you. I don't know. I'm not gonna do that today, but I would love to come across a show and be like, CJ would like this, and then you get it. Okay, I like that. I'm actually I'm op- I'm more open to it. Like when we started this pod. When I said I didn't watch anything, I was not lying. 
And so I still haven't started watching movies, even though we've talked about it too much, other than on the odd flight. But I am at least embracing now watching more Netflix, Amazon Prime type of shows. I just is, don't have all is, I don't have all the streaming services. That's the other problem. Sometimes I want to watch something and then it's there's, there's like some streaming service I haven't heard of. And I'm like, I'm not going to pay another 15 bucks a month for this. Come on. By the way, uh, just to save your butt, uh, we at the CJ show do not condone the use of illegal feeds. <laughs> just want to save you. Just want to save you. butt on that one, because you mentioned what? illegal feeds. I said, I don't know how to use them. I'm 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 I all about board. I've still got cable, man. I know. I know. I'm still I'm paying just, for a cable make, package. I, I'm just making sure. I'm just because just because I, I work for one of the telecoms. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get any. You know, I'm paying full freight for that, too. So, oh, man. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet at Sports Interaction, whether it's hockey, basketball, or one of the biggest days in sports, Super Bowl 57. Get the action at Sports Interaction. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com SDPN or in Ontario, download the app using the QR code on your screen 19 and over please play responsibly all right uh we've had enough fun to this point in the show it's time for us to get to the questions so uh, now we're gonna we have more fun monday more fun that's we're very turning, true we're turning the fun uh, up now structured fun <laughs> structured yeah, i don't get uh, who cares about structure today uh ask cj we do this every monday we take taking questions off of twitter and on discord um should I start with a Discord question or should I start with a Twitter question? Follow your heart, my friend. What's speaking to you? Let's go. That's one of those cheesiest things you could ever say. <laughs> well, there's not a regular <laughs> okay. answer is the point. Okay. How about this one from uh, Stu Mitchell on Twitter? Uh, where does Jack uh, talk to me nice man. I don't know. I've never heard anyone call Jack Hughes talk to me nice man, but maybe there's a point there. Uh, ranking the game right now. He's just 21. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this one up because I, I actually answered this in my Inside the NHL newsletter, and it would have been a hard one to tackle if I hadn't thought about it. And it's actually the question that most twisted me into a pretzel as I was doing my newsletter um, because it's 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 a hard one to evaluate. I mean, look, Jack Hughes having an awesome season. Top 10 in points. If you look at, you know, his underlying numbers, like expected goals with him on the ice is 60 or 61% in New Jersey. I mean, basically any, by any measure, he's having a dominant breakthrough year. And so as I comb through it, I, I had him just outside the top five of NHL centers. I mean, for me, we have like the three horsemen still that, that I have at the top. And, and that's Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, Austin Matthews is the three best centers in the league. You know, I'm willing then to come in, and still put Sidney Crosby and Leon Dreisaitl in my top five, some version of that, those five players. And I'm willing to put Jack Hughes next on the list. And, and you know, it's not a wow. slam dunk. I mean, you have Elias Pettersson, Mika Zibanejad, uh, Braden Point, um, you know, down the list. There's a lot of other great, you know, Patrice Bergeron still having another crazy year in Boston. I mean, there's, there's a lot of other players you could have in that mix, but I, I'm comfortable putting Hughes that high. I will say, I asked an NHL scout about this as I was working through the question. And he said for him, Jack Hughes is top five. So, I mean, he's starting to get that kind of respect or thought about him out there. You know what the scout pointed out is he just moves around the ice differently. He dominates the game. 
you know, plays it to his tempo. And then obviously the, the goals and points have been, uh, you know, jump off the page too. And so that's where we're at. I mean, we're talking about, we are talking about a 21 year old guy as Stu rightly points out in the question. I mean, that's, that's what makes it intriguing is almost like how high could he go? I mean, can he, can he scale to where he is number one or two or three in the league? I mean, hard, hard to say no. Uh, you know, I would expect as long as he's healthy, he's going to get better from here. So pretty, uh, pretty important piece for the devils. I think the fact to have him signed long-term and signed him, remember when he was injured last year, um, you know, pretty smart extension because now they've got a cost controlled dominant number one center basically for his twenties locked up. Okay. Let me just throw out these three names just to confirm the fact that you have him as a guy just outside the top five. Sasha Barkov. So are you saying Jack Hughes is better than Barkov? I think he is. And just okay. in the here and now, I, look at, it's not, I don't hate on Barkov. Like this is no, 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 remember, no. We're, we're, we're picking, we're picking among the best of the best here, right? Like it's, it's sort of like, right. how do you order these really shiny objects? Like which, which one do you value the most? So, so that means you also think the other two names that just came to mind are like Anze Kopitar and Evgeny Malkin. Malkin's a little bit older, but like those guys are among the best at their position. Yeah. And I, and I think at this stage, Hughes is more impactful than they are. I, I, there's more of a debate with Barkov. Like I would have Barkov at this stage of his career. Again, we're not talking about who had the best career. It's just, I think the question was specifically like right now, where is he in the right now? Yes. Um, right now for me, he's somewhere like sixth or seventh and there's, people out there who are paid to watch and grade uh, players, at least one that I was texting with um, that, um, that, that says he's top five. So, I mean, he's, he's, he's a lot higher, a lot sooner maybe than some would have, would have guessed. I'll put it that way. And he's 21 years old. Pretty he's nice. Wasted on the young. Absolutely. Uh, Brian Finlayson uh, asks, could you legitimately see the Winnipeg Jets make a big splash on or before the trade deadline? You know, it's just not in their DNA, is it? That's the one thing I think about when it comes to Winnipeg. I mean, Kevin Cheveldayoff, they're they're well, they're long time. They're in, in the existence of Winnipeg Jets 2.0, their only general manager, you know, is is not really been someone who's rolled the dice. I mean, I, I think back actually a few years, he did make a pretty big trade for Paul Stastny, you know, when when Stastny was at a more impactful part of his career and at the deadline, and you know, that team ended up going to the Western Conference final. Um, but in general, that they've not been a, a splashy kind of throw all the chips in sort of team. If there's ever a year to do it, it might be this one. You know that, that that's how I I look at the Jets. I mean, they've had such success under Rick Bonus. Well, look, Rick Rick is not going to be there long term. That's not a that's not a hot scoop. It's it's just a fact of his age, and he almost retired after last season. So he's a short term head coach. You have Pierre Luc Dubois. You know he's a restricted free agent this summer, but one year out from UFA. You have Mark Shifley. He has next season under contract, then he's a potential UFA. Blake Wheeler's on the back nine slash back three of his career. Um, you know, you just have a small window here where this Jets team, I think, has a chance to go for it. And so maybe they do. But, you know, my gut tells me that that they won't be, you know, going and trading for one of the top three or four players that we see uh, on on the, the trade boards these days. I mean, they have a really deep forward group, right? I think that in addition to that blue line could help maybe someone in their bottom six or, you know, third line forward, you know, type of addition makes sense for them. But, you know, I don't see them swinging for the fences. It's just, just not really the way they do business. From Rex McDowd on discord. Have you heard any information on the Dylan Larkin situation? And what are your thoughts on whether or not he will be signed or traded? I'd be surprised if he's traded, you know, 
from what I can tell, the, the conversation about his contract extension, he's a pending unrestricted free agent, has been ongoing throughout the year. I, I don't sense any bad blood in that situation, even though it has extended now well into this season and you're getting closer and closer to where potentially, I guess, he is walking out the door. But given that he's their captain, what he's meant to their team, and I think ultimately you look at what Dylan Larkin is. I mean, he's a very good player. But the fact that Detroit can give him eight years, I'm not sure he could get more total value on the contract as a free agent on a seven-year deal, which is the most he could if he was a free agent on what Detroit will probably be willing to give him on an eight-year contract. And so, you know, I view this a little bit like Philip Forsberg in Nashville last year, or like we're seeing right now with David Pasternak and the Bruins. Like I just, yes, you you were talking about players that could go through free. I just think they're staying where they are. You know, I think for Dylan Larkin, he's, he's been through some tough years for the organization in Detroit, but you know, he's, he's their captain. He sees that they're, they're on the, the, the right track in terms of becoming more competitive and um, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me in the least uh, to see him extended at some point. I, I don't think he's really in play at this deadline for, for a trade chip. This one is from uh, Joe from the bridge. Curious to know if Lawson Krause's name is out there at all. Seems like he'd be a perfect fit for the Maple Leafs. Would the Yotes be willing to move him? He is four years after this year at 4.3 million. Uh, his AAV is 4.3 million, I should say. I haven't heard his name out there specifically, I'll be honest. Uh, I do know that the Coyotes are willing to do just about anything. I mean, it's pretty clear what their plan of attack is at this point in time. And, you know, they're trying to maximize their current assets for future ones. So I would, would not rule out the possibility that Lawson Krause is traded, but, you know, I haven't heard any specific rumors about him, you know, being linked to any team. So that, that's, that's the best and most fair way I can answer that question. I, I do think the Coyotes could, would consider moving him, but, you know, let's look at how they've handled the Jacob Chikrin, right? I mean, he's he's been had a, a high price attached to him because they know they're trading him to a team that could maybe have him for three trade deadlines or maybe two trade deadline or sorry three playoff runs or even two playoff runs and then you trade him and when he's a ufa and, and get some of the assets back and so the fact that that kraus is locked up um i don't think by any stretch arizona feels like they have to move him but i think bill armstrong's open to listening to anything at this point uh let me give you a few more from sprague so this just might be wishful thinking from a fan of both teams. Huh. But what are the chances Timo Meyer moves north to Seattle? Looking at it, it makes sense for a team that needs to find score as well as an RFA going to a team that is still building for the future. I don't think that's likely. I mean, we've heard Timo Meyer more linked to teams in the East, you know, Carolina, New Jersey, you know, teams like that that I think would would be open to moving them. I think if Seattle were to make that kind of move it's likely for a centerman um but we'll have to see i mean i think it's an interesting deadline for the kraken because in so many ways this year is is a bonus right that they they are better than most people expected probably even internally didn't anticipate you know themselves being right at the top of the pacific division this late into the season um you know and so that that creates a good problem to have for ron francis i think that no one wants to get carried away and giving up you know a lot of current day pieces just for a rental, but there's also an opportunity here to augment your team and what looks like it's going to be a playoff season for Seattle. So, you know, I don't know that they're going to end up being in on any of the, 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 again, the sort of the top players, the biggest names, um, but we'll have to see. I mean, it's certainly, I guess if Meyer were willing to, you know, negotiate an extension as part of a trade like that, it, it could be a fit, uh, but I haven't heard uh, anything to connect them at this point. Okay. I uh, got one last one for you from Stinkface McPoop Lightning. 
It's probably a really weird Twitter name. Uh, who's who's been your favorite co-host of the CJ Show? Uh, Montreal Canadiens reporter Julian McKenzie or Calgary Flames reporter Julian McKenzie? It's a weird one. Yeah, I mean, I don't differentiate that it's way, a... but I would say I would say Calgary Flames reporter Julian McKenzie. You know, we're finding our groove in the second season. You're finding your groove. I feel like personally, it's nice to have you be so in touch with the Western Conference. I mean, I think it gives us a better rounded view of the show. Just just watching those teams more seeing them come through your city, you know, talking to people around them. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I'll give this version of you the slight edge, but, you know, I certainly had no issues with uh, Montreal Canadiens reporter Julie McKenzie. Oh, well, that's nice of you to say. Uh, I, I feel as if, like, Calgary Flames reporter me is less stressed for whatever reason than Canadians one because – I don't know. I feel like my my brain was like doing 300 different things in the past job I was doing, past jobs I was doing. Now it's a little bit more focused. It's like, okay, I got to talk about the Flames, but you but you bring up a really good point too. Like like I'm in the Western Conference, I get to see, well, in a different schedule, maybe I'd see Connor McDavid more than 3 times a year, but I have that or 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 the Colorado Avalanche a little bit more often, the Seattle Kraken a little bit more often, or the Dallas Stars, or teams in the Western Conference that I wouldn't normally see as frequently as I would in the East. So that is that's actually a really good point. We have perspectives from two conferences now. I didn't think about this when I made the move. Yeah, but it's it is nice. I mean, just because it's easy to get in your own little bubble, whatever that bubble is. It could be a Western Conference bubble, it could be a Toronto-centric bubble. It's nice to have some differing viewpoints. Um, obviously, we're at different stages of our career too. Like I think, I think that's what works. So I, I, I like this version of you. But you know, if you end up moving somewhere else, I'm not gonna. You know, I'll, I'll take whatever version of you we get, my man. Uh, I'll take whatever version we get of you. There was a really cheesy Instagram post I saw over the weekend. Uh, something along the lines of, uh, "I think you're a different person than you were a year ago," and I think that's beautiful. Something along those lines. I, I throw that energy at you, sir. <laughs> well, that's everybody. I mean, everyone's constantly growing and changing and evolving and going through struggles and, you know, all those things. I mean, that's, that's part of the human condition. So um, you always just try to try to end up in a better place long-term. A constantly evolving, both of us and a constantly evolving podcast uh, comes to an end. Uh, for this Monday edition of the CJ show. We'll be back on Thursday with a brand new episode. We'll have stick taps as well. Um, yeah. Just keep Thursday, following Thursday you'll be talking to me from Florida, my man. Yeah. And I'll be here in the snow. Yeah. But you're in Montreal. You're home. You can't complain about that. I can't really complain about that. Uh, shout you out. Can, to, but you'd uh, be a fool. Yes. Uh, shout out to, uh, by the way. Yes. Don't be a fool. Shout out to my sister, Kayla McKenzie, who celebrated her birthday on Sunday. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I was back home in Montreal, by the way, to surprise her for her birthday. And I'm here to say it went very well. So uh, happy birthday, sis. And uh, yeah, it's going to do it for uh, the Monday edition. We'll be back Thursday. For CJ, I'm Julian. So long. Thank you. The Chris Johnson Show. Powered by Sports Interaction. Want to bet? Inside the game, twice a week. Follow Chris on Twitter at Reporter Chris. And follow Julian McKenzie at JK McKenzie. The Chris Johnston Show.